0: From Down Under to Down South, follow the adventures of an Australian family who packed up and moved to the other side of the world to follow a dream of making a life in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm your host, Aussie Mike, and together with Bicky, Bowie, and BreeBree, we will share our daily craziness in an attempt to warn you or inspire you to make this transcontinental move. It's a big day and welcome to another episode of From Down Under to Down South, Aussie Mike in the chair, bringing back my co-host Becky.
1: G'day guys.
0: And thanks for joining us again on this very cold day here in Nashville.
1: Mm -hmm, It's freezing.
0: Looking forward maybe to some snow, taking the kids outside for uh, some tubing if we get some.
1: Yeah, it's lots of fun.
0: And I would say probably some of our best experiences have been when it snowed here in Nashville.
1: Yeah, it's really cool having snow in our own backyard.
0: Absolutely, and it's not something that we get all the time, but... But there is some big Arctic blast that's coming across the uh, Midwest and <laughs> we, we, we are looking forward to maybe getting outside and uh, having some fun. Now, the girls actually have a very special lesson that I've managed to teach them.
1: Don't eat yellow snow. Don't eat
0: yellow <laughs> snow. Yep, we say it every year when we get some snow and uh, I know Brie has learned that one as well. So looking forward to having some fun this week. Our topic of today is something that's quite unique as far as the United States is concerned and it is the death penalty. We'll take a look at the history of the death penalty, where it came from, have a look at some cases and how it's handled here in Tennessee and we'll, we'll debate a little bit as to whether or not we agree or disagree and have a look at maybe whether or not Australia should also bring back the death penalty. All that and more, so stick around. In the United States, capital punishment is a legal penalty throughout the country at the federal level, in 27 states, and in the territory of American Samoa. It is also a legal penalty for some military offenses. Capital punishment has been abolished in 23 states and in Washington, D.C. It is usually applied for only the most serious of crimes, such as aggravated murder. Although it is a legal penalty in 27 states... 20 states have the ability to execute death sentences with the other seven as well as the federal government being subject to different types of moratoriums. Along with Japan, Singapore and Taiwan, the United States is one of four advanced democracies and the only Western nation that applies the death penalty regularly. It is one of 54 countries around the world that currently apply it. There were no executions in the United States between 1967 and 1977. In 1972, the Supreme Court of the U.S. struck down capital punishment statutes in the famous case of Furman v. Georgia, reducing all pending death sentences to life imprisonment at the time. Subsequently, a majority of states enacted new death penalty statutes, and the court affirmed the legality of the practice in the 1976 case Gregg v. Georgia. Since then, more than 8,700 defendants have been sentenced to death. Of these, more than 1,550 have been executed. At least 190 people who were sentenced to death since 1972 have since been exonerated, which is about 2% or 1 in 46 people. There are currently around 2,500 convicts still on death row across the country. As of October 2023, there were 43 inmates on federal death row. 13 federal death row inmates have been executed since those executions resumed in 2020. The last and most recent federal execution was of Dustin Higgs, who was executed in January of 2021. He was sentenced to death for the 1996 murders of three women in Maryland. Higgs's execution was also the last under the presidency of Donald Trump. In July of 2021, the Attorney-General announced that a moratorium on the federal death penalty was being reinstated. The first recorded death sentence in the British North American colonies was carried out in 1608 on Captain George Kendall, who was executed by firing squad at the Jamestown Colony for spying on behalf of the Spanish. Executions in colonial America were also carried out by hanging, The hangman's noose was one of the various punishments that the Puritans of the Massachusetts Bay Colony applied to enforce religious and intellectual conformity on the whole community. The Bill of Rights adopted in 1789 included the Eighth Amendment, which prohibited cruel and unusual punishment. The Fifth Amendment was drafted with language implying a possible use of the death penalty, requiring a grand jury indictment for capital crime and a due process of law for deprivation of life by the government. The 14th Amendment, adopted in 1868, also requires a due process of law for deprivation of life by any states. From 1930 through to 2002, there were 4,661 executions in the United States. Three states abolished the death penalty for murder during the 19th century, being Michigan, Wisconsin, and Maine. Rhode Island is also a state with a long abolitionist background, having repealed the death penalty in 1852. Other states which abolished the death penalty for murder before include Minnesota, Vermont, Iowa, and West Virginia. North Dakota, Hawaii, and Alaska actually both abolished the death penalty before their statehood. Puerto Rico repealed it in 1929, and the District of Columbia in 1981. Some states abolished the death penalty and then brought it back again, such as Arizona and Oregon. According to several recent surveys, most Americans support the death penalty for people convicted of murder. At the same time, majorities believe the death penalty is not applied in a racially neutral way, does not deter people from committing serious crimes, and does not have enough safeguards to prevent an innocent person from being executed.
1: Yes. So, on this fact, I feel like there needs to be evidence beyond reasonable doubt. They need to be proved guilty beyond reasonable doubt there needs to be hard evidence that they actually committed the crime for them to even be considered to be put on death row
0: so i guess we'll have a look at some cases a little bit later but in the case of there being not enough evidence or or without a shadow of a doubt you would be against the death penalty Correct?
1: Definitely. And it should not be racially skewed like it is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, certainly we can have a look at some of those numbers. The use of the death penalty, it has gradually declined in the US in recent decades and a growing number of states have actually abolished it. Death sentences and executions have become less and less common.
1: More Americans favour than oppose the death penalty. 60% of favour the death penalty for people convicted of murder, including 20% who strongly favour it. Around 50% strongly oppose it.
0: So 60%, so basically 87% of people are in favour of the death penalty mm-hmm. is what we're reading with that. Mm-hmm. Now, Texas Texas has accounted for 38% of all executions in the country between 1977 and now. Now, I know we know some people from Texas. So I just uh, I wonder <laughs> where if they're, they're for or against the death penalty. There are currently over 200 people on death row in Texas. California California has over 700 people on death row, mm-hmm. more than any other state, but it has only executed 13 people since 1977, and its last execution, 2006. A moratorium on capital punishment was placed there in 2019. The most common way that executions are carried out in the U.S. now is lethal injection. It's approved in all states where capital punishment is legal. Electrocution is the second most common method approved in eight states. Some states still allow other methods such as hanging or the firing squad. Complications from lethal injections have stopped some states from using capital punishment. So in 2015, Oklahoma stopped executing death row inmates after problems with an execution where the inmate took 43 minutes to die and verbally expressed pain during the process. An autopsy, as part of a state grand jury investigation, revealed the state was using potassium acetate instead of the state-approved potassium chloride for lethal injections. The state resumed executions in 2021 using the approved chemical. Arizona halted executions in 2014 after lethal injection execution took 15 doses and almost two hours to complete.
1: That's terrible. That's like excruciating.
0: So I guess there's an argument there though when you look at it that if somebody was to murder one of our kids, would you want that person to be put to death and you would you would would you care whether they were suffering?
1: Of course I would care if they were suffering. I would need to look at the, their whole story. I know it's our child and we would be extremely emotionally distraught. So I can't really say how I would react like having not been going gone through that, but in my sane mind right now I would say I'd need to know their whole story. And I don't think it would be up to me to make that call either.
0: And and that's why in the US there is various forms of appeal. Death penalty cases are always tried by jury as well as judge. So jury is what, 12 people on there, I believe, in Tennessee. They have to Mm -hmm. be a unanimous decision made by that jury as well. Mm The number of executions is falling nationwide, partly due to the supply of drugs used for lethal injection becoming more scarce. The company Hospira stopped production of the drug sodium thiopentyl in 2010 due to issues with obtaining raw materials. The drug was one of the three used in the execution cocktail. Hospira attempted to have the drug manufactured in Italy, but Italy refused to allow it because it was being used in capital punishment, and capital punishment is outlawed across the European Union. This issue snowballed around the world where drug companies stated that they would not provide these ingredients if they were being used in executions. More than 60 global pharmaceutical companies will not allow their drugs to be used in capital punishment. Without reliable access to these drugs, five states, Idaho, Mississippi, Oklahoma, Utah and South Carolina, have passed laws to allow prisoners to choose to die by firing squad as an alternative. Now, coming back to the point about the injustice of the death penalty, death row prisoners are more likely to be African-American compared to the total US population. In 2020, 41% of all death row inmates were African-American compared to 13% of the nation. 98% of the death row population are male.
1: Yeah, see, those facts alone make me think that these convictions need much more thorough investigation.
0: Close to 70% of all death row inmates have had a prior felony conviction. 10% were previously convicted of homicide. 40% 40% were in the criminal justice system at the time of their capital defense, and 27% were on probation or parole. And this is the thing that really annoys me, okay? You've got 27% of these people that have then gone out and committed a capital crime, such as murder, were on probation or parole. That is where the court and justice system needs to become a lot more stronger and a lot stricter in handing out sentences to of stop... Course repeat offenders
1: of course it does definitely i really think the criminal justice here probably other countries as well is very corrupt and very racist for example last year i think it was there was a road rage incident on the interstate and the people pulled off the interstate the two cars pulled off the interstate pulled into the walmart parking lot not far from us the man got out of his car walked over to the female driver who pulled out a gun and shot him dead in the car parking lot now she was not convicted of anything what the I, I cannot understand that i cannot understand so that incident alone shows me that the law here is unfair and unjust and doesn't treat everyone equally
0: i think the one that you're talking about there is a there is a doctrine in the law where if you are if it's self defense then there are certain things that you're not arrested for so, so but that's
1: murder. She killed him.
0: But was she in fear of her life?
1: Yeah. Okay. But where's her punishment?
0: I mean, if somebody was to come up to our front door and break in with a gun, and I was to shoot them and kill them because I was protecting you and the girls, should I be punished because I'm stopping somebody?
1: Oh, that's a really hard question to answer.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it, there are rules in place that protect to protect yourself from you know stopping criminals um which and i agree with you know i think we have the right to self-defense absolutely have the right to self-defense we should not be punished because we are protecting ourselves or our families to stop somebody else from trying to do us harm I, i don't believe with that at all uh the next person to be executed so the next person scheduled to be executed in the u.s is kenneth smith he's currently incarcerated at the holman correctional facility in alabama 58 years old, he was convicted of first-degree murder in 1988, along with an already executed accomplice in a case that involved murder for hire. So basically, he was hired by somebody else to go out and murder somebody, and then they got caught. Smith was originally scheduled to be executed in 2022 by lethal injection, but the execution was stopped after the execution team was unable to connect the intravenous lines to Smith in the time available before the expiration of the death warrant issued by the Alabama Supreme Court. As part of a settlement between the state and Smith, the state agreed not to pursue Smith's execution by lethal injection and allow Smith to instead elect a secondary method of execution, that being nitrogen hypoxia. Smith is now scheduled to be executed on the 25th of January, so just in a couple of weeks' time. He will become the first person in the US to be executed using nitrogen hypoxia. And this is a case which I think we're going to hear a lot more of, given the fact that it's going to be the first person. There will be arguments, no doubt, of cruel or unusual punishment. Nitrogen hypoxia It's also referred to as nitrogen suffocation or nitrogen asphyxiation. It's the term that the state uses for the proposed execution method that would cause a person's death by forcing them to inhale pure nitrogen. Studies claim that death will occur within four to five minutes. Anti-death penalty advocates claim that this method has the potential to cause severe and unnecessary suffering, resulting in a painful and humiliating death to the condemned. What do you think?
1: Hmm. I don't think any of these methods are humane. I think the lethal injection when it works, if it's done properly, but those facts that you are reading before, it's terrible. Two hours and 15 minutes? Oh God, I don't know. Generally
0: painless? Mm-hmm. Shot between the eyes?
1: I don't know. I can't. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, you
0: know, I, I think, look, honestly to me, nitrogen hypoxia taking four to five minutes, that to me sounds a little bit cruel and unusual. Uh-huh. I don't understand why the firing squad is not the one that's used. I mean...
1: Do they blindfold you when they do that?
0: I believe so, yes. Hmm. Uh, and, And I believe typically how the firing squad works is there might be, say, six people there with guns. Only one of them has an actual bullet. The rest have blanks. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting case. So stay tuned for that one. You will no doubt be hearing a lot more of that around the world. With death penalty, the argument against it comes a lot down to wrongful convictions. So, Noel Montavo served almost a quarter of a century on death row before being found innocent last year of a double murder in Pennsylvania. Glenn Simmons was found innocent and released having served 48 years in an Oklahoma prison in 2023. He is believed to be the longest wrongful conviction sentence in America. Jesse Johnson, sentenced to death in 1998 for the murder in Oregon, was released last year with the state being accused of committing a heinous injustice in its handling of the case. Then there was the case of Sabrina Smith. She was only 17 years old when a predominantly white Mississippi jury convicted her in 1989 for fatally beating her 9-month-old son. Eyewitness testimony and medical evidence later found from the first trial that Smith's baby actually died from kidney disease.
1: And this is my point. Like this is this is why I don't agree with the death penalty. She didn't get she got off, did she? No. Yeah, she was found innocent. Okay, son. good. Yeah.
0: So 1973, since 1973, 196 former death row prisoners have been exonerated of all charges related to wrongful convictions that have put them on death row.
1: What about the rest that didn't get exonerated? Mm -hmm. What about all those innocent people that did die? And this is why I don't know if I agree with the death penalty, because unless it can be proved beyond reasonable doubt that they're actually guilty, that there's hard evidence that they killed someone and this next part you're about to talk about these are the the situations that I believe that the death penalty could I yeah, could be in agreement it, with the death penalty
0: for sure I think there are clear-cut cases where the person admits to doing it where the person has been caught in the act where the crime yes. is so heinous against children in particular I think uh, are cases there where we need to be looking at the death penalty mm-hmm. and to me also using the death penalty not only for murder cases as well but pedophilia. Crimes against children like Mm -hmm, that. I think mm -hmm. they are crimes that definitely deserve the death penalty.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So in Tennessee, where we are, when the prosecution seeks the death penalty, the sentence is decided by the jury and it must be unanimous. The method of execution here is lethal injection. But a prisoner condemned before January of 1999 can also choose to be electrocuted. First degree murder can be punished by death when it involves certain aggravating factors, such as the murder of a person under the age of 12, prior convictions of violence, being paid for the murder, which is commonly known as murder for hire, murder of a law enforcement official, mutilation of the body, and murder of a pregnant woman or a victim 70 years of age or older. There are a lot of other cases as well, but they're the most common ones. There are currently around 50 inmates on death row in Tennessee, And they are housed at the Riverbend Maximum Security Facility here in Nashville. And it's also the place where the executions take place. There is one woman currently on death row. Her name is Krista Pike. And she was convicted of torturing and murdering a victim in 1996. So she's currently been on death row for, what's that, 28 years? Still sitting there. The last person executed in Tennessee was serial killer Nicholas Sutton, who was put to death by electric chair in 2020. In another recent execution in Nashville, the sound of ACDC's Hell's Bells could be heard playing loudly in the parking lot by supporters of the death penalty as child killer Billy Irick was put to death. So let's have a look at the cases for and against. So supporters of the death penalty, they believe that those who commit murder because they have taken the life of another have forfeited their own right to life. Furthermore, they believe that capital punishment is a just form of retribution, expressing and reinforcing the moral indignation not only of the victim's relatives, but of law-abiding citizens in general. So basically, an eye for an eye. Supporters of capital punishment also claim that it has a uniquely potent deterrent effect on potentially violent offenders for whom the threat of imprisonment is not a sufficient restraint. By contrast, opponents of capital punishment argue that by legitimizing the very behavior that the law seeks to repress, in this case being killing, capital punishment is counterproductive in the moral message that it conveys. Abolitionists also claim that capital punishment violates the condemned person's right to life and is fundamentally inhumane and degrading.
1: Yeah, I mean, I really feel like I'm against it. But then I also believe that there are some circumstances like we're talking about before, which I would be in agreement with it.
0: So you think that an eye for an eye is probably not the way? No. So what do you think should happen to these people that are committing these crimes?
1: I strongly believe that it depends on the circumstances. So if it's self-defence, isn't that called um, manslaughter?
0: Yeah, in, in Australia it is. Yeah. Mm. And I think in the US it has like different terms of murder as mm-hmm. well as basically how it works. Let's have a look at some of these cases here. I mean, mm-hmm. these to me are clear-cut cases yeah. of the death penalty, right? So back in 1999, Alan Lee Davis was executed for the murder of Nancy Wyler, who was three months pregnant at the time. Weiler was beaten almost beyond recognition by Davis with a handgun and hit more than 25 times in the face and head. He then was additionally convicted of killing Nancy Wyler's two daughters, Christina, who was aged nine and was shot twice in the face, and Catherine, aged five, who was shot as she tried to run away and then had her skull beaten in with the gun. Jeez. Davis, who had a lengthy criminal history, was on parole for armed robbery at the time of the murders. He later admitted that his initial motive was to rape and murder the nine-year-old, kill her sister and mother, and then ransack the house. Did this person, who had a history of pedophilia and violent crime, deserve to be put to death? Because in my opinion, there is absolutely no shadow of a doubt that he did. Yeah, I agree. And in the words of Nancy Wyler's husband, he should have been permanently caged or executed many years earlier. If that had have happened, that six-year-old, that nine-year-old would still be here now. Nancy Wyler would still be here now. Mm-hmm. John Wayne Gacy Jr. He was executed in 1994, and he is a particularly chilling example of a sadistic individual. Gacy was convicted of the murder and rape of 33 boys and young men between 1972 and 1978, burying 28 of his victims in his home's crawl space and disposing of the rest across his property in a nearby river. He was known as the Killer Clown, and he would perform charitable acts in his community dressed as Pogo the Clown. Gacy was executed by lethal injection in Illinois, telling his executioners in his final words, to kiss my ass. Yeah, he was really remorseful of killing all of those people. Mm. Then there was Ted Bundy. Everyone knows about Ted Bundy. If you followed any true crime, you'll heard about Ted Bundy. In 1989, he was executed in another example of a serial killer who created a media firestorm with his crimes. Throughout the 1970s, Bundy stalked, kidnapped, raped, and murdered countless women. He was convicted and admitted to the killings of 30 women, but that figure is widely regarded as a low estimate. He admitted to the killings. Bundy's crimes are brutal enough to make anyone's skin crawl. Not only did he murder and rape his victims, some were beheaded, while he would also return to sexually assault the undiscovered bodies of recent victims even after their death. This animal was put to death by the electric chair in Florida. It is these cases where guilt is admitted. Guilt is there without a shadow of a doubt. It's these cases where, to me, the death penalty is justified and warranted. It's crimes against children. Crimes so shocking where the individual involved is beyond any chance of rehabilitation. These are the people, in my opinion, that should be sentenced to death. I can only hope... That Australia, at some stage, reviews its own stance on the death penalty. When you look at people like Catherine Burney, a female serial killer who hunted her four victims together with her murderer husband, and she continues to be permitted, albeit declined, to apply for parole year after year from her Western Australian bandit prison. Or Ashley Colston, who in 1992 executed three people after restraining them with cable ties and still lives today in Victoria's Barwon Prison. The backpacker killer, Ivan Malat, who lived as a guest of the state for many years in the Goulburn Supermax prison until he died of cancer. It's a capital punishment. It's a reality of life in America. Is it a deterrent or is it a case of the punishment fitting the crime? We would love to hear your opinions. Get in there and comment. You can check out our podcast on YouTube, obviously through Spotify as well. And send us an email to chartcountry at gmail.com. Vicki, thanks for joining us today. I know this one has been a little bit more of a difficult one for you as far as your empathetic side.
1: Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to talk about it. It's hard to think about it.
0: It's one of the realities that we have of life in America. And it's something I think that we need to also revisit in Australia. But until next time, Thanks for joining us. I'm from down under to down south.
1: Bye guys.